This episode is brought to you by Fireside. Fireside is a podcast hosting and analytics platform created by podcasters for podcasters. Fireside was started by Dan Benjamin, the founder of this network, 5x5, taking everything he's learned since 2009 from making podcasts for a living and turning it into a platform for podcasters everywhere at any level of expertise. Fireside has it all. Unlimited uploads, unlimited downloads, in-depth and powerful download metrics, a super-fast CDN for the best possible download speeds, multiple podcast support, free, one-click podcast importing from platforms like Libsyn, FeedPress, Simplecast, and SoundCloud, plus custom domain mapping, complimentary SSL certificates, a beautiful, responsive website with your own artwork and hosting guest pages, also tons of advanced features like sponsorship integration, chapter markers, a bookmarklet for links, auto-posting of future episodes time code linking and so so much more guys you can try fireside for free for seven days during which time you can import your existing podcast while taking advantage of every feature fireside has to offer the unlimited plan starts at just 19 dollars per month there's no commitment or long-term agreements to worry about just visit fireside.fm today take the tour find out all you can make it work also Enter at the movies in the How Did You Hear About Us section to show your support for this show and shows like us. Fireside, by podcasters, for podcasters. Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Episode 41. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. How are you? <laughs> Doing okay. Did you hear that long-ass fireside spot again? Yep. Every that's, time. That's because uh, nobody thinks we're the $5, apparently. <laughs> I told you, I'll replace that spot with an ad for $5. Five bucks. Anybody out there. They'll say anything. <laughs> I will say anything. I mean, within, within like, liberal reason. Like, I, I wouldn't do, like, a right-wing yeah. hate speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot I would say. All right, let's get into our uh, our housekeeping. Um, yeah. let's go mailbag. Mailbag section. Got yeah. something in the mail, which was good. It was actually for us and pointing Oh, out. nice. Someone asked us to review their movie that they made with Kurt Angle and Felicia Day. Yeah. So we got a screener. We're going to watch it, and we're going to review it, because we Hell like yeah. that kind of shit. If we really like it, uh, we'll maybe talk to the filmmakers. Yeah. Uh, we'll kind of excited, because I like yeah. those people. Uh, later in the episode, I have an, another interview with Owen Edgerton, because I like having him on the show, and he's smart. The audio quality mm-hmm. will not be great because <laughs> I had one mic between the two of us. Right, get ready for some room noise. Yeah, it's, it's an echoey. The, the the room is built like an asshole. Oh, uh, that's it for the uh, ratings. Uh, no new ratings. No new Aww. reviews. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. I mean, last week we had one new one, so I guess we uh, couldn't couldn't go for the two for. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's jump into the news. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, at first, the first time I saw this. On the news, I'm like, this has got to be a spoiler, and I can't bring this up. And I saw it on another news site. Yeah. Another news site. Yeah, and started making site. the rounds. Yeah, and now it's all anyone can talk about, and that's the fact that uh, Lashana Lynch, who yes. was... Uh, the was, friend um, of Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain what's her Marvel? name? Um, not not Monica Rambo because that's her daughter. Maria. Maria Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. They go in uh, Captain Marvel. Will play 007. Yeah. Not James Bond. Not James Bond. So the apparently part of the plot is like he's way in retirement in Bond yeah. twenty five, and which makes sense because in the last movie he like him and his girlfriend will like rode off into the sunset yeah so we were like well what the hell are they gonna do for the next one if daniel craig's supposed to be in it right so he moves on <laughs> he's out of the agency so there is now uh, someone else who's taken on that number yes uh, which surprise 
has caused a bunch of backlash. Why would that be, Keith? Because <laughs> you're all a bunch of fucking racists. <laughs> this, is mega, this is my racism and misogyny <laughs> megaphone. Every time you fuckers are racist, you're getting the megaphone. It will unfortunately be used a lot. All the fucking time. <laughs> Y'all can't stand to see if it had been any other, if it had been a regular white British dude, no one would give a fucking shit. Yeah, no, not but at because all. Because a black woman was, uh, it's just his number, not his identity. Yeah, yeah, not his identity. Specifically, they're keeping the the white dude character's name is James Bond. He's taking that yeah, with him. It's not even a reboot. It's yeah. just a sequel. Oh, and uh, huh. I remembered what I wanted to talk about with this. What do you want to talk about? Um, the, the name James Bond is not in any of the titles oh, of right, the right, 25 right, 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 movies. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, I didn't believe from, you at first. Starting from back the, and yeah, look. the first one's Dr. No. Like, James Bond is never yeah. in the title of the now, films. Now, always you see the logo of 007. Yeah, it's uh, Ian Fleming's 007, or yeah. based on Ian Fleming's 007. So it's always about the code name 007, or the code number, and not actually the character of James Bond. Right. They just happen to have been up until now. This is also not sports. They don't retire your jersey because you're a good spy. <laughs> yeah. The whole point of the code number is that it's a a bunch of people have that number. In fact, I would go so far as to say is you always saying my name's Bond, James Bond, is makes you a bad spy. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're blowing it. He's a terrible, cocky spy who's just like, I don't use my code name. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you my name. (laughs) Code name Duchess. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a hundred percent good with it. Yeah, if they wanted to shit? call her James Bond, that would be weird. But she's not. She's going to be a new character Jeanine who's Bond. taking over the mantle of 007. Yeah, which is how you do that in universe. Cool. Yeah, I'm in for fact, it. I hope Bond 26 is about her. Yeah, how about that? Right. 26, 27, and 28. Let's go. I want go. a black James Bond. I want a black Ariel the Mermaid. Yeah. I want a black everyone. Right? You know what? Uh, fucking Black Panther is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Give you know me it was always weird? Uh, so there's uh, the, the CIA sort of counterpart to James Bond has yeah. always been uh, Felix Leiter. Yeah. And the guy named Felix has always been a white dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe you should be... You know, a person of brown skin of some kind. Well, yeah, like is black in the movies. <laughs> uh, only in the most recent ones. Right, the ones before. His character from since James, or uh, Sean Connery. There was no outrage just, like, for white that. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Fucking no outrage people. for whitewashing, but... <laughs> Alright, so, so there's that. Yeah, uh, more James excited. Bond news. I'd fucking love her in Captain Marvel, and yeah. I'm super excited to She's see great. what happens. Fuck yeah. Uh, Christoph Waltz uh, rumored to be re- uh, returning as Blofeld. Okay, and that makes for a sense. While he was just like, "Nah, I'm not fucking doing it. I'm done with this." To me, it's like, what would make James Bond come back? I mean, that's that's personal. If yeah. The, if the terrorist that you grew up with, yeah, who's been fucking with you his whole life, like that's yeah. a vendetta. That's why yeah. I want to see him. come A little back. weird that they made him his like half brother or whatever. I like that. Yeah, I'm down for that because that makes a reason to come back. Yeah. But those movies have just gotten shittier over time. Uh, it happens with every new James Bond character. Yeah. They Casino start Royale off great. Was the tits. Yeah. Everything and then they else get was shit. A little worse, a little worse, a <laughs> little worse, a little worse. And then new <laughs> new actor. <laughs> Same yeah. thing like it Pierce takes Brosnan. For me to not was the love best a movie. one. It takes a lot for me to not love a movie with Christoph Waltz in it. Right. It takes a fucking lot. <laughs> yeah. And they did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they tried to give him the, the like, a uh, con, you know, turn yeah. moment from Blood. fucking. 
Blofeld! <laughs> yeah. Where he, like, says his name is Blofeld, and it's supposed to mean something, but it's the first time in canon he's supposed yeah. to be saying the name, so it's not supposed to mean anything. It's right. weird. <laughs> weird choices in that movie. Uh, last piece of James Bond information, and this is mm. weird because several different people are taking credit for this. Mm. Uh, the trailer for Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. You know when Eldris Ild- Elba says, "Am I saying that right?" Idris, Idris Elba. Idris Elba uh, says, "I'm Black Superman." Yeah. In the in the script, he- Hashi, shut up. Hashi, <laughs> Talking about don't, movies. Don't cough during my podcast. Hashi, shut up. Uh, <laughs> God damn that fucking dog. Um, originally, the line was, "I'm the Black James Bond." But oh. he's like, I'm sick of people. Because for years, oh, yeah, speculating was every single Bond. time it would come up that <laughs> Daniel Craig might be leaving. They were like, Idris Elba, Idris Elba, Idris Elba. Hashi, shut up. Yeah, everyone <laughs> thought it was going to be him. So he changed it to Black James Bond. But the director, Idris, and The Rock all take credit for that line. Wow. Because it's like the, the standout line of the trailer. And everyone's yeah. been tweeting it. Yeah. That's funny. If only they had cameras pointed at them <laughs> when they came up with this line so we could find out who came that up with that line. footage was mysteriously deleted. Yeah. <laughs> Which would make me think, you know, everyone but the director. Yeah. By the way, that happened. Uh, there's a new trailer out for Super Size Me 2. Oh, I've not seen that. We don't often talk about trailers, yeah. but I really like this concept. It's called Super Size Me 2 Holy Chicken. Okay. And, uh, this is he didn't want to do the thirty days on fast food again. Yeah. But like there was such a fallout from Super Size Me. For instance, the Super Size went away. If yeah. You remember, yeah. McDonald's used to have a Super Size, and then went. And like since his documentary, since Morgan Spurlock's documentary, everyone has tried to make fast food healthier, and that's mm. and like, yeah, that was like, a revolution. Yeah, they had like salad options coming yeah. out of nowhere and like okay but, our our 64 ounce milkshake you can only get it as a 16 now when like, it's working yeah when uh, it's working. <laughs> which means when they feel like making it right uh, <laughs> but he's he's kind of out to make the point like it's not healthier at all yeah they're just oh if trying anything to make it like the salad dressing itself is worse than a burger right <laughs> so the reason it's called holy chicken is morgan spurlock is and it's through the trailer he has opened his own chicken chain oh, no. and he's like i'm gonna see what happens when i make the most honest fast food restaurant on the planet <laughs> so he's gonna try and make the healthiest food and still be fast food and then be very honest when people ask him questions about it all and right it looks, good. It looks interesting yeah, yeah yeah i like super size and i'm gonna like this I wonder what uh, Super High Me 2 is going to be. Oh, we'll ask Doug in a couple <laughs> yeah. months. I'll ask him all about it. Uh, trailer for Kingsman's out. Did you yes. watch that one? Yeah, I did watch it. Boy, am I fucking confused. Yeah. <laughs> it looks... Um, so, I really, 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 really love Kingsman. Mm-hmm. I really am lukewarm on Kingsman 2. Yeah. And then this looks so stylistically different. Yeah. It's not pithy. It's like kind of serious. It's set in World War Two, so it's either between nineteen fourteen or nineteen sixteen. Yeah, I I always sort of had the assumption from the first movie. I mean, it's their canon; they can do whatever the fuck they want. But I had um, more of a thought that it went back much further in history. Oh yeah, using like the Lancelot titles and all of the like you know Kings Me of the too. Round Table kind of language. Uh, that I figured it went back to like at least Victorian times or something right. before and they you know, beyond it at that some point when like there was an aristocracy that like lost yeah. all their money in a war. He might have been yeah. talking about war or, or maybe war it was like a, a thing from way back in the day that 
in this movie they're bringing back for you know the first time in hundreds of years or something yeah i don't know but it looks weird um love ralph fines but yeah so yeah. far not sold i'm very i'm like even more lukewarm it's kind of goes back to the bond thing like yeah it was so original yeah and so great and they're kind of f- taking what made it good out of it yeah and i feel like he's just being his character from the the british avengers yeah, agree. You know, yeah. it's like, all right, well, where's Emma Peel? Right. <laughs> so, it, 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 so far, it has yet to wow me. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Next piece I'll, of news. I'll still see it. Oh yeah, we're gonna see it. <laughs> but again, next piece of news: uh, Zachary Levy says Black Adam won't show up until Shazam three. Oh wow! And okay. Here's why. Oh, they're doing a standalone first, right? They're gonna do the standalone, and they're gonna do Shazam two. Hmm. And then at that point, the Black Adam 2 and Shazam 3 will kind of mesh. Yeah, yeah, Because he's like, uh, he's like, there's nowhere to go after that. And he's like, they want to mm. make it at least a trilogy. And, like, Black Adam like is so perfectly evenly matched. Yeah. That he's like, that's, what, that's our finale. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. At, at least they're logically looking ahead instead of doing what's the biggest thing we can do let's do it right now so right. we have no ideas DC's for later not known for <laughs> yeah. holding back yeah, exactly like all right what's the cool fight how do we build towards that right that's good decision making i feel like so they got that going i'm i'm proud of them for for the for the foresight yeah i guess he also says that shazam 2 is going to be filming very soon because yeah. of being one of the only big DC movies, yeah. they're very motivated to get more of them out there. Yeah, which it weirdly didn't make as much money as uh, as they thought it was going to or should have for how like actually good the movie was. Right. Um, but I think they, they realized it was because of all of the older DC movies kind of putting yeah. a stink on the franchise. Yeah, I mean, just to be like, critically well-received. Yeah, exactly. They were like, alright, well, we've got the money. This is critically well-received. We think it's going to do well on, you know, VOD. People are going to get around to it and realize it's good. Like, let's let's keep making more yeah. of these, because it's fun. Alright, next piece of news. Power Rangers. Power Rangers. <laughs> Power Rangers yep. movie is again rebooting. Yep, which rebooting I the reboot. As a fucking shame, because yeah. I liked that reboot so much. Yeah. And, and it's I, rare for me to like a reboot. Yeah, but. and I guess it has something to do with uh, Saban finally sold the rights to somebody else, because they, they had held it for the longest time. I mean, since it was right. on, you know, yeah, the reboot was when called we were Saban's children. Power Rangers. Yeah. Still. Yeah, and I think this, the reboot, yeah, the latest reboot was still Saban's Power saying. Rangers. Yeah, it was yeah. Saban's Power Rangers. And I think they sold it to another company... Hasbro, the movie then, Hasbro are, is the ones that's putting it out Yes, now. and Hasbro wants to make their universe, Version. of course, because they've right. got, you know, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and all oh, that shit. Oh, that makes shit. me so upset to think about And I about think that's that. why they're recasting, because they don't want to use the Saban cast universe. They want to do their own thing that they can make into their own universe Although I would like to see a giant Transformer fight a giant Megazord. Yeah. <laughs> like, if we're gonna be stupid, let's be fucking stupid and big. Yeah. Let's just throw them all together. Yeah, imagine Snake like... Snake Eyes versus Red Ranger. Yeah, and like, imagine in Transformers 1... If, if all of the military personnel were G.I. Joe's. Yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> yeah. all together. But, uh, please don't fuck up Power Rangers. I like the reboot so <laughs> yeah. much. Uh, critically not well received, which I thought was ridiculous, because I'm a big Power Rangers fan. I yeah. thought they did a great job. Uh, well, it's like, it's overly melodramatic, which it's kind of its thing. They're teens. Yeah. They're supposed to be. <laughs> They're supposed to be. Yeah. Supposed to but be I, think, I think a lot of people were expecting the 
gritty down to earth reboot and they got so did you more see that CG fan heavy, film that had James you know, Vanderbeek yes. and Starbuck in yep. it? Yeah, I think that's what people were expecting. Right. But they got silly melodrama. If you don't know what we're talking about, there was this fan film. Yes. It's like eight minutes long. It's fantastic. It's about the original Power Rangers, but like James Vanderbeek plays like an evil red rocky ranger yeah. rocky red ranger a bunch of them are dead like they become like drug and sex addicts yeah and Rita repulse is there and the, the, the clockwork empire it's just it's such a mind fuck yeah and it is dark and gritty it's, and realistic and great like, like I fucking to the love best it. way <laughs> yeah. yeah and they made it look like the power rangers were more like less superpowered and more like a military service like, yeah like special ops yeah yeah fucking crazy yeah but and then that's what really made it's in the same way that the Deadpool like teaser thing that Ryan mm. Reynolds put out that yeah made, that gave it enough buzz to make it this made the buzz for Power Rangers to make yeah. them make this movie and that's what everybody wanted and, and did not get because they wanted a kids movie still which I still fucking enjoyed the shit out of yeah so in this vein which is not going away if Hasbro is the new owner so, so it's, yeah it's gonna be for all. kids not exactly so in this vein. Also, today dropped a trailer for something called Legend of the White Dragon. Okay. And Legend of the White Dragon is a fan film that is the... Um, have, you ever, have you ever seen Super Powered Smackdown? No. It's a YouTube channel where they, like, take two different characters from oh, worlds and stick yeah, them together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've seen a couple of them. They do, like, what the most, in theory, realistic version of a fight right. would be. Like, at one point, they did a Scorpion from World Combat versus yes. the White Ranger. Yeah, I think I, that Ranger. was the one I saw. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So they teamed up with a bunch of original Power Rangers, <laughs> and they're making this movie, and the trailer dropped today. And the only way I can explain it <laughs> is, like, they want to be sued. <laughs> like, they're like, what like, can we get away send with? Send me a cease and desist letter. <laughs> yeah, so they, they filmed, like, one scene. They're looking for half a million dollars on Kickstarter. Right. As of right now, they have about 90000 in, like, the first day. All right. So they're going to get it. They're going to get it, yeah. Yeah. So And good catering. What it seems, <laughs> yeah, right? It seems like there is, like, a it's a post-apocalyptic Earth. <laughs> the Power Rangers are this gritty military thing and they're, they're searching for Tommy <laughs> and they catch him and like they're like in power suits and he's like fighting them and then like green power fists start coming out like he starts like <laughs> and then they're like no you don't understand you're the chosen one and if we're gonna beat the overlord who we don't know who it is yet like yeah. you've got to be and they hand him a white crystal and then he get, like I guess he just says okay fuck it I'm with you now and he goes white tiger power which was his like white ranger power yeah, yeah, yeah. or it just says white tiger or something which I had to watch it like a bunch of times to figure like he is saying white tiger <laughs> yeah. but then he transforms and he looks like a super evil amalgam of the green and white ranger <laughs> but like different than mighty morphin because they have to be different like yeah. to make this work yeah and to not be sued <laughs> but this is like a current power rangers comic book thing happening right now uh, okay i'll get to that in a second but <laughs> it's so like it's like <laughs> how the fuck are they get away with this and one of the like the the main of like the power rangers is johnny young bosch who like took over as the black ranger from walter <laughs> and he he was in the like he was the black ranger in the mighty morphin power rangers movie okay and it goes i'm a frog uh but now he's all <laughs> evil and his face is all scarred up <laughs> but yeah like i don't understand how they're doing this i guess because they're not saying the word power ranger yeah yeah i'm, I'm sure if they're they like morphin at all 
Yeah, originally, like, part of the original cast, like, they, they at least know some entertainment lawyers to be like, all right, what what can we say? What can we not say? It's like, a mindfuck. Yeah, what, how do we uh, tiptoe this line? But of it's, like, <laughs> it's almost like they saw the gritty thing and said, fuck it, we're doing this. Yeah. Which, by the way, the gritty thing has the girl that plays Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica as the Pink yes. Ranger. And that is so bizarre. All right. So in the Power Rangers <laughs> comic books right now, there's an alternate universe. Yeah. Was it a IDW? Puts yes. them out? Yeah. Uh, where Tommy, who was introduced as an evil ranger, the Green <laughs> Ranger, stayed evil and got the white power. And he's like white and green evil ranger but it's like a meshing of those two suits from mighty morphin nice so it's like they took that idea and the gritty reboot it took out all like the names of people and just said fuck it we're we're doing this idw's been killing it lately uh they've been putting out all of the um uh what is it the james bond comics that have been new i didn't know that existed um yeah they've been really good they do like six issue arcs that's just a story um, right. and it's, it's almost like the, you know, universe of the movies where it's like, eh, they're sort of attached. They're sort of not, they're kind of standalone like mini series and they all have like a, you know, James Bond black box or like some kind yeah. of subtitle name. And they're actually like legit enjoyable and they're not trying to do a, uh, like a caricature of any of the specific actors. Like it's just the Ian Fleming character. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. fucking I. All right, moving on. Yeah. Power Rangers. Uh, yesterday. Yes. Remember what I said about uh, yesterweek? Yeah. Um, so yesterday. The, uh, oh, that was terrible. Thank you. <laughs> yesterweek I talked about yesterday and how I didn't like the, the ending as much and I felt it was tacked on. Yes. Writer Richard Curtis says 25% of the movie was changed by Danny Boyle, including the entire ending. Uh, there you go. So like from the point where in my head, and I'm still not going to say it in case you haven't listened to it yet or watched it yet. From that point, I thought was the ending. There's this tacked-on, hokey, kind of feel-good ending. Yeah. And it was written it was, by Danny Boyle. Yeah. Not the writer so of the, the film. the director came in and was like, meh, how about this different ending? Right. Let's make we're, it happen. I'm the one shooting it, so we're going to shoot it. All right. Now we got all that out. Let's talk about Marvel and, and Star Wars. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'll start. Marvel, uh, Taika Waititi. Yes. Taika Waititi um, is 100 and officially percent signed on he will write and direct thor 4 nice yeah that's set in stone hell yeah it's happening yeah so, ragnarok was so good like it's that it, yeah, yeah it makes all of the sense so that makes me think something real bad's gonna happen to him in guardians of the galaxy 3 yeah I, I still don't think he's gonna be in guardians 3 because i think they they wrote that script so so long ago and they want to use that script i think he's gonna be in it and they have to at least mention maybe i mean because he leaves with them I mean, Guardians 2 was the first movie to take place out of the timeline timeline sort of continuity, mm-hmm. uh, where they were just like, oh yeah, this one happens like a week after the first movie, even ah, though it's three years point. later. So I think that trilogy is may even the entire thing may be like pre-snap. Oh, that'd be really interesting. Yeah. It'd be cool if- Because they'd uh, still have Gamora back. Right. And, you know. It'd be cool if it ended with the rubber band man scene. Uh, oh, the rubber man, I should say. You know, like when they're introduced in Infinity War. Oh yeah, the rubber yeah. man's playing. Yeah, like what if that movie ended with them flying through oh, space? Yeah, that'd be perfect. It like would be. off of off of their last adventure, and right. then boom, Thor hits the windshield. Yeah, yeah, I would like that. I'd watch that. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. And then you go after Thor four. Guardians four is as Guardians of the Galaxy. Perfect. 
done. All right, we fixed it. Listen up, Marvel. Yeah. We figured it all out before you did. Give us some fucking money. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, uh, you got Star Wars news? Uh, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, hit me with it. So I, I don't know if this has been confirmed or not. Let's just guess. Uh, but it seemed like it was from maybe a reputable source. Um there was uh, either part of principal photography or part of reshoots, um, or maybe they just wanted to keep it super secret, which apparently didn't happen. Um, somebody was on a set where uh, Mark Hamill mm-hmm. was on a being filmed on a green screen uh, with a bunch of tracking dots on his face, right? Um, for probably de aging purposes, okay. Um, with a Leia double, but a Leia from around twelve years after um, uh, uh, number six Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Uh, my Oof. brain, my brain hurts right now. Yeah. So uh, possibly still princess and not general yet. Yes. Um, or I guess she's kind of well, she's, she's a general sort of military. In yeah, like all the main characters are generals at that point. Yeah, exactly. Hans a general. I think Lando's Hans a, a general. Hans a captain, maybe. No, he's a general. Okay, they make them all generals. Yeah, they're the heroes. Um, but yeah, so the theory is, um, it's uh, a scene with a de-aged and maybe even completely CG'd uh, Luke Leia. and Leia from twelve years after Jedi, filling in some of the backstory between the two of them talking about why or why not uh leia was uh would would train to use the force and oh. become a jedi and why she decides not to become a jedi oh. you know what i think it is hmm. they talk about their their love child right Ooh, that'd be fucked up because they're brother and sister yeah Throw oh. some Game of Thrones in there. Oh, what if Luke shit. and Leia got down? What if Ray's an inbred? <laughs> her, you know, her, to be fair, her eyes are a little far apart. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Oh man, but yeah, apparently there's going to be a lot of uh, like flashbacks, earlier stuff going on, or we find um, out that uh, she slept with Lando. Yeah, and Finn is Lando's. And there's first a kid. there's a theory that Matt Smith, who was the um, the eleventh Doctor in Doctor Who, yep. if you're a fan of that, um, I know you're not, but nope. maybe some of our listeners are. Doctor Who is stupid. Um, <laughs> there's a theory that he was cast as a young Palpatine. Yeah. Um, in possibly a flashback, possibly a new cloned body. Like, cloning is a big part of the universe. So how do you, how do you mean? Uh, there was a whole war, that kind of thing. I don't believe yeah, 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 a whole planet where they make them. <laughs> um, Boba Fett's apparently a clone anyway. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because they had, they'd released his name on a cast list, and then some people started doing speculation, and then they removed his name from the cast list. Oh, they figured it out. Yeah. So that's that's some interesting goings on. And then the uh, Red Letter Media guys did a speculation episode. Right. Just wild rampant speculation for uh, Rise of Skywalker. I like that. And uh, their big theory was that there's going to be time travel shenanigans. Um, I, I do not subscribe to this theory. Yeah. I do not think they're going to add time travel into Star Wars. Yep. And the most wild of wild speculation is if they're doing crazy time travel shenanigans, um, 
maybe it's Darth Vader flying the Tie Reaper. Oh, yeah, said that. That's flying at uh, at right. Ray at the beginning of the trailer because we don't see. Yeah, we don't see Kylo's face. We just see yeah. gloves pushing forward and like accelerating, and that's very much a shot from uh i think a new hope when he's accelerating towards the millennium falcon or uh through the um uh x-wing, X-wing yeah. that's gonna blow up the death star red five yeah uh man as much as that'd be <laughs> yeah. cool i don't think we're gonna see time travel yeah in a regular star yeah. wars movie oh yeah because they they uh straight up did it it wasn't even like a, a seed of something they straight up did time travel in rebels right that's pretty but it's it's kind of the same i feel with the uh like mcu versus the marvel tv series where like yeah, the movies separate. get into the tv series but not the other way around right so like um, rebels we saw jarvis and endgame and he was from the tv series yeah but it's not like a plot point right that's you true. know it's it's uh, not something they invented in either rebels or the clone wars tv series that's going to be a plot point in the movies right you know true i'm trying to think of any example the only thing i can think of is uh that tobias beckett killing aura saying yeah that's kind of that's pretty minor. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't believe in that. Uh, I do like the idea of the flashback scene. Mm-hmm. I do really like the idea of Ray being an incest baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just like, oh, if you really just want to piss everyone, if you just want to go for broke on the fucking up Star Wars. Oh yeah. Make Luke and Leia fucking bone it out. Yeah. Oh, I love the uh, I love the theory that uh, that they're gonna bring Luke back like a Gandalf the White. Oh Jesus. He's going to like be come back through the force because you see him disappear you don't see him like actually be killed um yeah, but and the then same he's gonna be said for ben and yoda yeah but you see ben take a um you know take a shot through the body as he disappears while he does it but that's him doing the that that's him letting yeah. go before the lightsaber touches him yeah but if we're trying to undo everything that the last jedi did that's a good point you're gonna bring back luke skywalker like how, if, if yoda can make fucking force lightning yeah you know then he should be able to recorporeate his body yeah so the theory is he's gonna come back in his uh, his his robes from Return of the Jedi that were black, but they're gonna be like pure white oh and do God. like a like a Gandalf the White reveal. No, if you can pick your own <laughs> clothes in the forest and make them real, it's more like the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's stupid. All oh, that's stupid. I don't subscribe to any of that. I still, I really like my favorite fan theory so far is that the stormtroopers are not all humans anymore. Yeah, and that. Finn is going to incidentally cause a revolt of stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I still think is going to happen. Yeah, I like it. You also think that the Knights of Ren uh, are who Kylo's fighting in that trailer? Yeah, I'm not not 100% on it. I don't think that. Yeah, I think maybe he's making making an example of one of them. Maybe they're just whoever occupies the planet that they're on. Um, fucking Empire, know. I guess First Order too. They love killing planets. They yeah, love blowing shit cause up. Because it seems like the First Order is going to have uh, red troopers. Yeah, they're called Sith troopers. Yeah, so I don't know if that's going to be like the Emperor's cloned bodies guard or like... The Emperor's you know, new mood, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if uh, if like... Uh, Kylo and Rey are gonna team up against Palpatine like there's so many ways it could go 
God, there's nuts. so much going on. Yeah, but there's a yeah. lot of story to fit into this next movie. It better be three yeah, hours long, and it's supposed to encapsulate one through nine. Yeah, I hope so. There's going to be some prequel shit in there too. I so who long... knows? That's why I'm thinking clones would be the way to bring the prequels back into yeah. it. And like, flashbacks, like a, a Camino in holding a little baby sheet, yeah. Palpatine. That'd be kind of cute. Yeah, and like if you're going the hardcore flashbacks, you could get Ewan McGregor, yeah, to be sure the in between, you know, three and four. Hello there. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for uh, Ray to beat incest, baby. That's my takeaway. Yeah. All right, it's interview time. <laughs> uh, buckle up, folks, because this starts off as just like a promo for Owen's new podcast and gets <laughs> existential as shit. We're about to get heavy. Here's my interview from this morning with Owen Edgerton. I'm back with Ellen Edgerton, my favorite guest. Yeah. Hi. We are in a very echoey room with a... We're in one, a cavern. We are in a cavern with one microphone between us, so... We are on the scent, the, the set of The Descent. We have, we have, I've done a bad job doing the back end for this, but I'm glad Owen's here. Hi, Owen. Hi, Keith. How are you? Good. Uh, we just recently did your stage show, The One Page Salon. You were so good. Thank I was so good. You really were. I'm very fucking eloquent. You are eloquent, yes. Thank you. I'm... You know, that's that's what I do. Yeah. I talk for a living. Yeah. But you you do a really great job of balancing, like, being funny and being human, and you've got gravitas as well as just absurdity I, all in one. I have so much experience being human. <laughs> like, Years it's the it. number one thing on my LinkedIn after Firefest Logistics Manager. Mm. <laughs> so, there we go. Uh, all right. Well, we're here to talk about your podcast. Yeah. Tell me about your podcast, The Horror. Okay. So, um, R- uh, Russell Sharman and I are old, old friends. Russell's like one of my dearest friends. And uh, he was actually my best man. Uh, he was your best man at your wedding? Yeah. Oh. And he's super smart, much smarter than I am. He went to Oxford and got his PhD there. He's a, uh, a professor of anth- anthropology, but... Uh, but also of, of film. He, he teaches film. He's also a filmmaker. He and I worked as, uh, with Chris Moss as with screenwriters for years, and we wrote a lot of scripts, and that was kind of my job for a long time. And then uh, he's, he's, he's just a cool, talented filmmaker himself, and, uh, and, and he doesn't like horror. So I would send him scripts. I'm like, what do you think about the script I'm working on? He'd like, he'd read it and give some thoughts, but they were always like, hey, it's pretty good. I mean, for horror. Right. There's always so, that. Like, so uh, he's a film professor and doesn't like an entire genre of film. Doesn't like an entire genre of film and doesn't understand why I do. Got it. And at one point he said, what, what if we do this? What if you just assign me mm-hmm. a horror movie, one, one a week, and then we'll discuss it? So you're assigning the professor homework. I'm assigning the professor homework right. and ding, ding, taking him to school because the guy has got some serious holes. He'd never seen the thing. That's absurd. He'd never seen the thing. That's absurd. I know. So much so we had to say it twice. <laughs> um, so it's, it's actually pretty fun. Uh, I think because we, we love each other in such a way that we can uh, totally uh, insult each other and uh, right. each other's takes but also like it's it, we've got some you know some solid things to talk about so, so the podcast is called The Horror that's right. the name of the podcast of yeah. course as, as well it should be yes because he's sitting there mortified or not mortified but horrified on his face yes staring at this and just the horror that's right exactly oh, as right. I stare into the void of his ignorance I'm saying the horror <laughs> the horror yes uh, so what movies have you done let's see we, uh, we started out with uh, Night of the Living Dead right because it's a classic mm-hmm. um, and I thought it was a really good starting point right uh, took him on to uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacres right Massacre that is mm-hmm. uh, and then on to um, uh, let's see what was the third one? Oh. 
the thing. That's great. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm kind of, you see, I'm moving, I'm moving through time, and then, right. I, and then we uh, we just released uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. After that, I go a little off the time, so I'm, I'm not, I, I, you know, I could have moved on to like a '90s horror movie or something like that, and then there's no good '90s horror movies. The, the whole Scream. Okay, Scream yeah, one was pretty great. Scream yeah, one was pretty good. And uh, I don't know. I think there's some good horror in the '90s. I think you're wrong. What, what was good? I liked Final Destination, I guess. Was that a 90s film? That was, yeah. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it was. Because of Final Destination, I will not drive behind a truck that's carrying logs. Yes. So yes. That, that is a lasting effect of that movie. I won't take a flight to Paris. Really? Yeah. So you swim? Final. I just, I just <laughs> swim. a boat? Yeah. Uh, have you been to Paris? I have been to Paris. How'd you get there? I flew somewhere nearby okay, and so walked. Okay. <laughs> I just looked for the tower and walked that way. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you so, remember Final Destination like begins right with that flight. Yeah. But do you they, mean, had the, you, they had the um the, the vision of like yeah, the, the vision. Flight. Yeah. And did you see the very the last Final Destination? No, I stopped. Very the last destination, which I'm pretty sure was six. I think uh, it's it, it is a spoiler. So d- d- if you spoiler everybody, it came out already. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Years ago, but it ends with them. Getting on a flight, and, and, and our oh. heroes, totally different heroes, right? But they're like, ah, oh, we escaped, and then you realize, oh my gosh, this movie was a prequel because oh, when they're shit. getting on the flight, they're like, thank God we made it, and they're the people who stayed on the flight. Oh shit! Yeah, it's a good twist. Pretty good little twist. It's a yeah, good pretty twist. good movie. Pretty good movie. I, uh, my podcast, we're finally starting to get people to ask us to uh, review their movies. So oh yeah, I'm getting screeners now. But they're uh, they are not of a list movies, right? So I'm starting to get some really weird horror concepts sent to me, and yeah. I'm very very excited about it. You know, man, sometimes the the weird ones are like so good. I, you know, I, you know, I do Master Pancake, as you yeah. know, and we every now and then we do one where you just choose your own. The audience mm-hmm. brings in movies. We don't get a chance to write jokes ahead of time. They're just, we're just gonna, they're going to vote on the movie. We choose the movie then, and we, we right. watch it. Uh, for those that don't know, this is like uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand, but way funnier. Oh, let's say we've been sued once before. Let's of just you know. <laughs> cease and desist. Right. Um, but we yeah we mock movies and uh, we but it's also we we kind of celebrate it too. Like it's a blast. Right. You have a blast. Skits in the middle. It's yes. Good. A little bit. There's no robots. There's no. We mock ourselves. Yeah. Um, but we did. Um, and, and we're huge fans of. Right, of course, we did. Uh, we did this time with Sleepwalker, Stephen King's I'm, only original screenplay that he wrote, like I'm not based no on idea. anything else. Uh, and Mick Mick Garris directed it, who did like The Stand and uh, has a new okay. movie out right now. And did uh, Critters Two, and the movie is, of course, it's like kind of dated. It's very weird. It's mm-hmm. all out there. It's so strange. And uh, uh, some of it doesn't quite work, but a lot of it just does in just sort of like wild ways. And what's what's super fun about it, we were just talking about it afterwards, like, yeah, why not? Who's making that kind of weird shit right now? Right. Like, what I mean is like weird shit that's not in the art house world, which I love. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I was going to say uh, Midsummer, but that's definitely art house. <laughs> Midsummer is a great example, like doing very weird, very super cool stuff. Yeah. And I love that. Um, but I'm just like, sometimes the... Uh, the strange, uh, I don't know what, what, what he would say, just like 
the 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 nuttiness of some of those low right. budget horror movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's this. Maybe mm-hmm. I think maybe I've talked about this with you before, but I've I've got kind of a theory of uh, modern American horror. Um, going back to two grandparents and those grandparents maybe parents grandparents would be the 1930s but the grandparents in this or the parents in this case are Texas Chainsaw Massacre and The Exorcist have I told you my theory on this before? so both of them are brilliant horror movies um in, and in the fact that they are hard, they exist. Not it's not just the narrative that they're telling. It's not just even the images they're telling. It's the fact that they are movies telling us. So in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you're watching it. You're sitting in a movie theater, and almost from the get-go, the quality of the film stock is off. The actors seem a little less polished. Um, there there are things that happen in the dialogue that's clunky, and really soon you go like, oh, I don't know who these people are making this. I don't. I don't trust it's like getting into an uber and going wait a second who's this guy driving <laughs> you know this guy has does he know how to drive does he understand so the rules it's off-putting from the beginning it's off-putting because you don't you you don't trust that they're not going to right. scar you for life they might right. show you something you never wanted to see and 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 the, the you never know when they're going to turn and i think it's one of the reasons i love that film mm-hmm. now the exorcist does something kind of different the exorcist from the beginning you recognize oh they, this has a budget Right. This has got studio shine on it. Um, this is all the way. Like I, I get it. I'm, a, I'm in this world where I can trust my driver, and and so this is the trustworthy driver. This is the Uber you get into. It's like ooh, Cadillac SUV, yeah, mint back here. Yeah. <laughs> Mints. That's the sign of a good Uber. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Uber driver goes. By the way, if I shown you a picture of a girl, you know, shoving a crucifix into her vagina, like right. oh my god, like what? I that actually happened to me in an Uber one time. Really? Yeah. It was his girlfriend. It was weird. That's why I take Lyft. That's, that's that's why smart yeah uh, uh, so that I think it's like both those movies both those movies go beyond the boundaries they they right. they, they don't stay in the lane uh, and and that's why one with studio shine that like you have your expectations and it's gonna go against those expectations and the other one by its very nature is like oh, we don't know what you're showing we you know who knows what we did we might have taken real dead bodies and thrown them at the camera. Got it. So, so you feel that uh, modern films are not subversive enough? Oh, no, no. I think they are. I mean, we're living in another golden age of horror, which began, uh, in my opinion, uh, April April of uh, 2019 with the release of Mercy Black on Netflix. Um, I, I think it's... I'm not alone in that. I think it's what scholars I, Yeah, of course. Teach. It's going to go back down in history as the greatest horror film of all time. I, I mean, you're saying that in the future, but I think it is, right? It's already already? Been, it's already been clear okay. that. Yeah. Smart. Best film of the year, funny enough. Best... Of course Best it picture. Is. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Nominated for three Oscars or four? I don't... I think they skipped the nomination process. Uh, they just... <laughs> They just mailed me in an award. Amazing. Yeah, I got to get home because, you, you know, UPS is going to be delivering yeah. it. Come on. Well, I, you didn't get it on Amazon Prime? <laughs> <laughs> didn't cross the picket line? Yeah, I didn't cross the picket line. I've been That's pretty good. good. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think, you know, I think modern horror is subversive enough. But what I was just, I, I just think that part of part of the horror things that we should continue to celebrate are films that someone made with maybe with with less experience behind the camera, less experience in front of the camera, mm-hmm. less budget to to pay for things, and less of someone saying, hey, that's not going to sell in Kansas, right. or that's that's not going to find a wider audience. Like, right. that, there's something wonderful about that kind of horror. And, uh, and we're back to like these D movies that are getting set. Yeah. But I think the technology is... is 
to the point where like almost everything looks polished to me now. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I think you gotta you gotta try to fuck up now. Yeah. You know, if you if you can throw enough cash at a movie, like it'll look great. Yep. But you know, it's you still gotta get the writing and everything there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So there's that. I can't, I want to ask you about those movies, but I don't want. Can you tell uh, me like what's I'll the tell strangest? You the one I got last night. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but stars Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. the uh, the WWE wrestler yes. and Olympic gold medalist, and Felicia Day. Oh wow! Yeah, but I've never heard of it. What's uh, it called? I can't remember. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, it's uh, Chasing Molly. Chasing, Chasing Molly. Huh? Yeah. Uh, but it's about trying it to yet. buy ecstasy on a Friday night. I really hope it is, but like, <laughs> I haven't heard anything from Kurt Angle in a long time. Wow, okay, cool. Um, and I've gotten some other ones. That don't, uh, and then a friend of the show, Thomas C. and Nicholas, I'm trying to, he's going to send me a screen of Adverse. Yeah. Which is kind of like uh, what we were just talking about. It's like kind of horror-ish, but starts in like an Uber. Oh, like whoa. An Uber driver, and then someone gets in, and then it's, it stars um, uh, him uh, Sean Astin and oh. uh, Lou Diamond Phillips oh. and Mickey Rourke. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's yeah. a crazy cast. I know. Wow, I want to see that. Yeah, but it's, yeah, like, so like Thomas C. Nicholas is like this nice, like, uh, Uber driver. I don't want to give too much away, but we talked about it on the show before. And like, someone gets in and then like a whole bunch, like, it just staggers and it becomes like this horror film. So kind of like the opposite of Stuber. Yeah. So like Stuber is like a cop gets into an Uber. Yeah. And Command on Gianna, they go on wacky adventures. This is like shit gets fucking real. Oh, man. All right. I'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. I like it already. Yeah. I'm trying to get into the festival, but. Nice. We'll see. See what you we'll do. See. see what you can do. I mean, he offered us a lot of talent. So I would really like to meet Sean Astin. Yeah. Because we've already had two of the four hobbits fight in the ring. That's right. We have. If we can get another Hobbit in that ring, on our way to collecting all four. If we could just get all four in one ring at in the same Battle time. Royale. Battle Royale, the Hobbits. Fuck yeah. Oh my gosh. That would make me really happy. That's right. What's your next project? Uh, let's see. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I, I can't quite say. I know you can't. I knew that was because yeah. you flew out to LA recently. Yeah, yeah. And then you can't talk about it. Not really, yeah. I mean, just that you were there. I'm, I was there. I, was, I mean, I can tell you a little bit. Like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pitching some stuff. Uh, I'm working with some companies I really, really like. Uh, so I'm working with um, 21 Laps, who are the people who make, well, they make Stranger Things. Cool. And uh, they made The Arrival, if you remember that, Arrival, oh, yeah. which I love. Fuck yeah. So I've been working with them on something, which uh, they're super cool. I, I really admire their their uh, their approach to filmmaking. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm working with Skybound as well, the folks who make um, Walking Dead Whoa. and some other stuff. So I'm, I'm working with them on some stuff. And that's been great too. Really nice. uh, like that company a lot. Don't so. forget your promise. Next movie you make, I get to die in. I know. I'll don't fly worry. anywhere. Yes. Okay. I don't right. care. Okay. Wherever it takes. Okay. Uh, well, that's good. And yeah. I have been thinking that, like, so you might have to go to the desert and the mountains. I've been that's doing fine. a lot of research on deserts and mountains. I like both those ecosystems. Yes. That's I've been fine. trying to actually find. This is the the genre of film that I've been into Hit lately. Me. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if I came up with this title or not, but here be monsters as a genre of film. Okay. So here be monsters, you know, the old maps where they go, well, we, no one's actually been this far, uh, you know, in travels. So the, the old map makers would just write, here be monsters. Got it. Okay. So I've been thinking about that as like, the hills have eyes, mm-hmm. wrong turn. Oh like, man, the hills have eyes fucked me up. The first one, the oh original? Oh my God, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, yeah. Totally Oof. disturbing. 
Um, uh, yeah, it's early Craven. That's a, you mm-hmm. know, those early Craven films, like Last House on the Left. Oh my God. I can't watch it. And I, no. I just watched it once. I'm like, oh no, I don't, no, yeah. no, too much. I don't, I don't know. We need, I don't think we need rape. I don't think we just we need that. Need it. No, I don't need it. Nope. I don't. Mm-mm. <laughs> Uh, but uh, so yeah th- those are the kind of movies I've been thinking about like here, those Here Be Monsters do you have a favorite Here Be Monster movie Here Be Monsters man let me think maybe Deep Lucy oh oh I don't know if that counts no, why because you, uh, you know you go down far enough no 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 right, Deep Lucy is a monster film for sure and it's great I agree but it's, it's fan so fucking, I just showed map. it to the kids we just showed it to the kids it. is King Kong a Here Be Monsters movie no, because I mean that's kind of, they go looking for the well, maybe maybe you can. All right, I'm not I'm not mid now. I don't. Give me one maybe maybe so, maybe actually King Kong could count, and King Kong is pretty great. Give me give me another example of a here be monster. What did I say? I said hills hills have eyes. Um, wrong turn. I mean I guess this would I mean the descent in some ways. Okay. Right. No, why would wrong why? turn two. Okay, well, you can't um, turn the descent and not deep three. Lucy because they're both going down. <laughs> they go down, they find monster. Yeah, yeah, oh. but I mean, but in the in deep Lucy, they make the monster. Okay, fair. All right, <laughs> you're right. You're not wrong. Fair enough. Uh, well, I fucking love that. So that's what you're working on now. Uh, that's but, what I'm kind of yeah. But in the desert or mountains, I'm researching some stuff. It's just like okay. I've been looking at some stuff. I like that. Yeah, and you want to know what I'm reading right now? Because it's about film. Yeah. I was actually I'm, I'm reading. Fellini Satyricon. Oh, the, the on the set of Fellini Satyricon. Have you heard of Fellini Satyricon? No. So oh, what the hell you're talking about? You know Fellini? Yeah. Okay. So Fellini made a film. This was, I guess, I I, I know people sort of put the different periods of his life. It's uh, this is sort of like his later Fellini, mm-hmm. and he made this film based on this kind of Roman novel, like an old ancient novel about right. living in Rome, uh, ancient Rome, and. He used that and then basically his own imagination, and he just has this nightmarish, weird tr- tromp through ancient Rome, like Rome in its high level of decadence, near right. near collapse, and um, it's a bizarre, beautiful, disturbing film. Mm-hmm. I really, really dig it, right. uh, but it's very strange for sure. And um, and so this reporter basically stayed on set with him for six months and wrote about her experience. And it's a really great book. Uh, her name is Aline Lanouette Hughes. Okay. And uh, actually, I don't even know if this book is still in print. So, right. but but I I just I dig it so much. Fucking a. Yeah, yeah. Because Fellini, you know, Fellini's running around in his fedora and he's yelling, "Look at the camera!" He's yelling things. You can almost hear him yelling on the page. He's so cool. I imagine that's your directing style too. I yell at people. Yeah. I, I'm pretty mean. With an accent. Yes. I wear a fedora. <laughs> I'm mean. And then I yell or I whisper really close to their face. Oh, <laughs> that's so uncomfortable. <laughs> like when, when you get drunk and you lose like your boundaries and you get really close to people. Yeah. I'm drunk too. That's another uh, part of my just directing style. drunk. Yeah. The Mercy Black! <laughs> Woo! Making movies! <laughs> uh, There's like uh, 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 Fr- Friedrich... Friedrich? Uh, Freakin, why Friedrich? Friedrich Freakin. William Freakin um, talks a couple of times in his his biography, the Friedrich Connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freakin Connection. What am I saying? Keep saying his name weird ways. Anyway, um, he talks a couple of times where he would go up to an actor, mm-hmm. uh, including like the actor who plays the priest friend in The Exorcist. Right. 
um, who actually was a priest, mm -hmm. and he would say, he said, like, I can't do this. I know I'm meant to be crying here in this scene. What do I do? And he'd say, hey, do you trust me? And I was like, yeah, I trust you. And then he'd slap him. I'm like, yeah. oh, just, roll film. And hell yeah. I don't know about hell yeah. It's one of those things hell that Hell yeah, like, slap him. No, no, I don't think you have to slap people. I don't to think- To get him to cry? Yeah, If yeah. you slap me, I'd probably cry. Uh, yes, you would. Yes, you would. <laughs> and then hopefully you'd tell someone like, hey, this guy slapped me at the workplace. Like, <laughs> no, it's different. If you're, if you're a director, then it's a contract employee. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, good to know. Good to you know. You can slap a contract. You can slap a contract. All right, good. All right. Take a note. There we go. Take a note. So now, close talking, drinking, yelling unnecessarily. Fedora. Fedora. Accent slap. that is not my accent. Right. And slapping people. Yeah. Good. That's fine. All right. I'm going to be a director. The next movie is going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> it's going to be a fever dream. Yes. Called Here We Monsters. Called, is that what it's going to be called? No, it's a good um, name, though. That's a good name. Name. Although, if uh, if you called a film Here Be Monsters, I would expect it to be like a Pirates of the Caribbean type of thing. Yes. It sounds like a pirate. It does. Here Be Monsters. That's, yeah. yeah. That's I've also, I've been researching androids too. I've been watching like, watching robot movies and androids. Really? Yeah. Like Star Trek The Next Generation? Is an android on that? No. Oh my God, I hate you. Is Picard? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for that show. Oh my God. I'm so hype about that. Me too. But like, uh, oh man, what was the uh, Ex Machina? Yeah, that oh, sick. that was brilliant. Man, that thing fucked me up a little bit. Yeah? That and the Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. Well. I mean, all horror fucks me up a little bit, but good. Ex Machina made me really think about shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, at what point do you become a person? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's what I'm dealing with. Okay. That's just the, yeah. I mean, You're I, dealing I'm with not, an actual android? As myself. I'm, yeah. <laughs> or becoming a person. Becoming a person. What, what about androids fascinates you? I don't know. I mean, it is that, right? It's like... I think we're, we're sort of thinking about, I, I, I wonder what we're as humanity is thinking about with uh, uh, the, the questions of androids of like becoming, becoming people. But I'm also thinking just about levels of technology and how quickly our technology becomes kind of uh, the norm. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I was, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about, like, Westworld. I love Westworld. I think it's yeah. so beautiful and so cool. And that organic android stuff, though, is like, oh, it is kind of a little bit, it's interesting, like, it's so beautiful. Like if we just developed organic robotics in that way, that's kind of like the Apple commercials. Like that's the iPhone commercial. Right. I'm like, oh my gosh, that iPhone is so attractive. Mm -hmm. Wow, look at the way the camera moves over the iPhone. But the reality is I've got this, you know, cracked iPhone in my pocket right. that I have to churn in every two years. So like, oh, what would that be? What happens to our organic nanny bot or cop bot? Oh, when it's walking around like a fucking zombie. Well, or when we have to turn it into the factory. Like oh, all man. those things, you know, do, are they reused? Uh, is it slave? Like, whatever. Right. Those type of things. Oh, like that scene in AI when he's like eating the, the you don't talk, did you see AI? Yeah, yeah. When he like starts eating the food and then his face starts drooping. Oh, yes. Oh my God. I got to go back to AI. Hey, watch it. Cause there's some fucked up shit in that there's movie. There's some weird stuff in that oh, movie. Oh, when they start, like when they put them like, and then there's the fanatics that hate them and they put them like in the, in the big arena and they start destroying them and pouring acid and shit on them. Jeez, jeez. And they can feel fucking pain. Yeah. I, I guess. Uh, oh man, AI is a mind fuck. I'm, yeah. I'm always shocked that that didn't become a blockbuster. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I remember, like, it's funny enough when I when when it first came out, Jody, my wife now, but she was my yeah. girlfriend at the time. She had rented it, and uh, and and she watched it, and she's like, "Oh my god, I've been doing shows," and she's like, "Oh, this movie's not good. Like, it's really clumsy because there are these great moments, mm -hmm. and she's like, this happens, and this happens really cool, and then this happens, uh, this is great." But she's like, but so much of it is not good. I I like, oh, that's great. really interesting. So I went and watched it, but I just fast forwarded the great parts. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the best hour-long movie I've ever seen. Yeah, if you pared it down <laughs> yeah. a little bit. But I, I'm actually, I, I, I really dug it, but I, I can't watch it with her because she has a feeling. But I'm going to go back to it and watch it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it hits like every kind of, like what void would we use androids for it? It's like yes. servants, things to love, and things to bang. Yep. Like that's it. That, that's what it is. Yep, yep. You know, we keep them as pets, we make them do our laundry, and we find a hole to fill. Which is what we've been doing to other humans constantly. Oh, yeah. That's all we do to other humans. And then we... Oh, oh, man, that just blew my fucking brain. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not okay. But we we use the kind of language of like, well, you know, we were talking about an android, like, well, they're not human because of of whatever. And that's what we Mm -hmm. do constantly. I mean, including language that our president is using of like, to say like, no, 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 that's, that's some, that's some, that is not the same as we. Yeah, you know the skin color or genetics or country of origin. Like, nope, don't worry, don't worry that they're working in a sweatshop to make your, you know, two dollar Walmart T-shirt. Don't worry because they're not us. It's not the same. They don't experience life like it's okay. And that, and then that's arguments we've been making or justifying our cruelty and enslavement of each other forever. Oh, oh, I got teary. That's really sad. Yeah, it is sad. It's really horrible. The robot. Did you ever watch uh, what? What was the Wachowskis like uh, anime Into the Matrix? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Or like Enter the Matrix. Yeah. And they had that thing about like the ro- like the robot uprising mm-hmm. and how like people were just so cruel to them. They're like, fuck it, we're our own people now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but like no matter what happened, humans were just still so horrible to the to the to the to the machines they said fuck it now you're all going to be our batteries right and i like that idea i do too i do too how about that i was reading a book about like uh just basically the the future of uh space travel and 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 humanity's sort of quest to interplanetary travel Mm -hmm. uh and one of the things like a lot of people like saying well ai is going to be a huge part of that because we can build a robot that can basically replicate itself Right. And that would go on further. So you get further and further out, replications, replications, replications. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's basically the way we'll expand. But with AI, you know, when we, we sort of, we're going to reach this point at some point where, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crazy when you create something that can think faster than we can and better. Yeah. And pretty soon, like, we become the pets yep. at that point. Like, Hell yeah, might, And they'll be like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, or maybe even like, like senile grandparents of, right. of like species wide they're like oh the humans don't understand a thing we're taught let me try this right. dumb it down for you human oh it's like uh, her yeah it's like her yeah damn I love the movie oh, her I like that movie so god, much god her is good yeah. let me tell you something the, the weirdest way someone asked me the other day what my favorite sex scene of all time was in a movie yeah and I said it was her that's a brilliant answer because that scene fucks me up every time. It's really sexy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Scarlett Johansson, man. Yeah. What can't she play? <laughs> oh. She could be a robot. She could be a girl. She could be a boy. She could be black. She could be Asian. According she's to her. A chameleon. She, yeah, she can. She could be anything. She, she could be a tree. Be. She could be a tree. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. The, every time we talk, <laughs> it makes me feel things. Good. I'm glad you're feeling things. Uh. Tell me when you stop feeling things. I'll, I'll call a doctor. I just go numb. Yeah. Awful. What about books? You're writing anything? Uh, yeah, I'm working on like um, a, a new short story. That's why I'm like exploring interplanetary travel. Mm-hmm. Thinking a lot about uh, interplanetary travel. And I, I, yeah, I think, and then I'm, I'm, 
it's kind of a long short story so we'll see what ha- comes with it it's the okay. first time I've been working on a short story in some years that's great you know I have, a, I have a collection of short stories yeah called How Best to Avoid Dying and then I just kind of stopped on the short stories for a while right um, but it's really fun it's really fun to dive back in with an idea that might not I mean this is for me is an idea for a show that I was working on and my manager was like well, you should write a short story think about that go, go from explore it in that way right. and I'm loving it I love it it's so much fun to just get into the prose and just have an idea that is is bizarre enough or maybe my own, own understanding is limited enough that I can pow explore it in a short story um, even though I'm not quite ready to have right. to have a novel there I'm really uh, digging it. So, uh, I would say why I don't like interplanetary travel. Oh, why good. I don't want it for us. Yes. Is because I love the idea that the sun's going to engulf the earth. Yes. That okay. makes me really happy. And, like, sometimes, like, whenever I'm overwhelmed, I just need to slip back into nihilism. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, some parts of the world are garbage or, like, I've made mistakes. So, like, you know, when you're up at night and you think about, uh, like, like, social faux pas you've made. Yes. And, like, you can't think, like, uh... Uh, I remember like just being a weird kid and saying weird things to people and when I'm trying to sleep I'm my bed. but you know what eventually the sun's gonna engulf the earth and it doesn't matter anymore wow that's yeah and that gives me like a lot of uh, positivity it, it keeps me going I, there's something to that the the eventual end of all things yeah but if humans keep going if we find another earth or keep I'm like damn it yeah <laughs> can't this, we just end in 3012 they're gonna be like do you remember Keith Ruckus right and remember that time he said something weird to that actor from Star Trek we all remember now oh, god damn it <laughs> I, remember, I, I don't know why I always go to this but when I was a real little kid and Star Trek Voyager just came out I went to a Star Trek convention and I went up to the table where Garrett Wang who plays Harry Kim was sitting yeah and my first thing out of my mouth was like who are you because <sighs> uh, I was a dumb kid and I hadn't seen this iteration yes. of Star Trek yet and I think about that all the time because I remember he made this face like oh my fucking life is terrible and uh, at one point I tried to tweet him and be like hey I did this thing, weird thing when I was a kid and I think about it all the time and I'm sorry no response I'm sure that wasn't the most awkward oh I'm sure too yeah. but in my head I think about it all the time when I'm trying to go to sleep. you know the most awkward thing you said to him huh was that apology <laughs> Yo, yeah. oh way worse way worse of course it was he's like what the fuck is this weird dude tweeting at me for but how it just stuck <laughs> in my head but shit like that and I think you know what one day the, the sun's gonna uh, engulf the earth and like nothing we do matters uh, and I like that idea like we had our time and then we're done okay let me ask you that, that that's a question that I, I'm, I'm thinking huh. a lot about like does it mean if all humanity disappears if every book uh, every movie it's yep. all just ash right um, d- does it mean it doesn't matter yeah hmm okay sure yeah, I mean, because like, I, like for example, I, I, my first book I wrote years ago, and for me, over twenty years ago, I was like, oh my god, this is everything for me. This is so important, right. and I, I, I believed that it would outlive me in some ways. Now, pr- I'm probably going to outlive the book in some ways. I don't know if anyone's right. reading that book, mm-hmm. so it's like, oh my gosh, that that accomplishment, which was one of my lifelong dreams to accomplish, writing this novel, I poured my heart and soul into right. it. No one reads, so, it, and, but I was like. Does that mean it didn't matter? What was it called? (laughs) What? Fuck you. (laughs) It's called Marshall Hollander's Driving. Well, what I'm saying is everyone go, and that's listening, should go read it now. I'm not saying it's a particularly good novel, um, but but the question being, like, if if we're going to say that, if we're going to say that an end to something means that that it doesn't matter, if if, if the fact that something is only temporary, I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. true. 
Okay, so uh, I'm in therapy now, and okay. I've been a lot of therapy. And uh, the, the, something that my therapist and I have worked on for the last year, she's like, I, Keith, you got no mindfulness. You live in the future, you live in the past, you are incapable of living in the moment. And so for the last year, I've tried that, and I, like every time I'm mindful, it means so much more to me. Yeah. So like we, it maybe doesn't mean nothing, but we had our moment, and we lived in it, and we either fucked up or we did something great, but then it's over, and I mm-hmm. just let it go of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think, I mean, I'm, I, I'm similar thing where my mind scatters back to the past back to a moment like you talking to someone at a Star Trek convention yep. all those years ago like and you've relived that you've probably lived months of your life mentally, in that moment in that yeah. moment Back, yeah. which is useless it does nothing right and and simultaneously simultaneously or next moment you're living in the future like well what if I meet that guy again right you've had those thoughts oh yeah like, what would I, yeah and these imaginary non-existent world, like, you know, like light over the horizon of a city that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I, there is something like being in the presence, which, which has, in a way, I mean, not to get too frou-frou, but like being in the present is in a sense, maybe equal to eternity. Like maybe oh, yeah. the, the now, which is only a moment, is the one drop of like, it, Maybe that and eternity. That's what are, matters. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's what matters. I wish we could go get those gold records back from Voyager 1 and 2. <laughs> right. And say, hey, bring those back and crash them into the sun or something. Turn those bitches around. Let's just live in our moment. We had our time. Wait, wait. You're going back to nihilism. I would, you, you. I am going back to nihilism. A little bit. I wasn't arguing time, for nihilism. Yeah. But not in a like, big Lebowski way of like floating in my pool just looking at the sun. But yeah. like, you know, I, I, I find a lot of comfort in the fact that like no mistake I make is enduring. Not a single fuck up I have, whether it be work or social, personal, if I fuck up a relationship, nothing I have is enduring. Mm. And probably not past this generation of human beings, let alone the fact that eventually we're all going to burn up in the sun. Well, I tell you what, even if we do, even if we are able to jump from planet to planet to uh-huh. planet uh, and, and, uh, and colonize, I, I would say eventually it looks like we have a finite time in our universe so right. even then don't worry unless we're able to sort of that's skip a good over. point eventually yeah. the universe will either keep I don't know what it does expands or collapses or does something yeah 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 eventually I don't have to worry about this <laughs> and you could probably stop worrying you don't need to end all life on earth as, it, as your solution to right. you said something but awkward that, but that's the selfish you know microcosm of life is like when you're in your own your problems are so important like if I have a fuck up at work and I like double book a band yeah at the venue I book and like that's like for the night like that ruins everyone's night and it's like the biggest thing in the world like who gives a shit in the grand scheme of things I fucked up somebody else's night right you know what I mean so, but you know in your in your mind that's your whole world and like so that's the way I get over it it's like you know what eventually the earth's gonna engulf the sun yeah. the sun's gonna engulf the earth which I mean, I mean to tell you the truth that, that, that idea that eventually the world's gonna end is that's a pretty cool Buddhist thought of like all of a sudden that gives you like detachment like oh, a 100%. healthy detachment oh yeah where you, and you can almost be amused in the same way like I know, I know that same feeling. You're like, oh my God, I messed up. It's everything. And then if I remember like, you know, really this is all temporary. This yeah. is all, uh, yeah. Who gives a shit? Everything's transient. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just living from one uh, one moment to the next. And that's why, you know, like, uh, you know, just eat whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Say whatever you want. Nothing matters. You know, you keep taking positive things. <laughs> like, that is a positive thing to me though. You're now going to like, this doesn't mean, you know, take up crack. And and start insulting people. 
Oh, that, that has a certain uh, appeal to me. Because <laughs> I already insult people so often. I feel like I'm cracks just the next step. <laughs> now, like another thing, like, uh, so Midsummer, a little mild spoiler for Midsummer. Did you see Midsummer? I have not. I had this okay, crazy Okay, I'm not going to have this conversation. Oh, really? Okay. okay. I can't wait to see it. But I, I mean, I deserve to be spoiled because I haven't seen it yet. It's awful. Okay. Well, awful there, there's like a, a small minor subplot of the movie where it's like, uh, once you get to a certain age in this community, like in a very like out on the like you know like, it was um anyway it's like it, it was like a, they didn't really do this but it was like um the myth that they put them out in the iceberg and send them out into the ocean uh-huh. like once you get to a certain age like you're you, like you take your own life mm. because like you've had your time and now it's time for somebody else I'm like I kind of kind of Logan's Run esque yeah and it's you know what that's uh, a good point like why don't you end things before your brain goes before your body deteriorates you know what? like I had my time I had a blast now it's over and I like they act like it's like the most horrific thing in the world like these people have so much to give to your community like no they, they really don't anymore like you are you're a dark soul. Thank Keith. you. Yeah. Well, when I get to a certain age, if they if they just they were like, "Hey, Keith, you know, it's it's time for me to go." I'm like, "All right, really? Oh yeah, okay. You're 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 cool with this. hundred percent. Wow. You know, what? I had a good run. I think I, I think this is gonna get even darker. Like yes. I think about like aneurysms and car accidents and shit. Yes, I'm yeah. Like, really dark. I'm like, you know what? Like, did I accomplish the most I could in my small amount of time? Like, did did I did I have enough joy did I yeah no, did I eat enough steak did I sleep with enough women you know like like did I do everything and like sometimes I think like, yeah you know, I had a good run yeah if I go I got a you know, fun podcast got a fun job like if I go I go well that's pretty I gotta say <laughs> there's something I really admire about that I, I was having a conversation with my dad about mortality oof and, and I am and oof. my dad's getting up there and he's a doctor and has practiced you know he doesn't practice now but but he's like he's like he's not afraid of mortality Right. He's like, you know, he's like, I know I'm going to die, but not today. He's like, I'm okay. And that's what his thing too. He's like, I'm okay with dying, but not today. And he's, yeah. like, he's aware it's always, like but Game not of today. Thrones, yeah. It will always be that. Um, and, and so that's sort of his, his sort of take on it. And he's, he's very philosophical. I'm like, no, no, no it's, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. And for me, I'm like, I'm terrified of mortality. Both my father's uh-huh. and, and my own. And, uh, and, and maybe, and this is, I think, less, uh, less sort of compassion and more just sort of a limit of understanding, more so of like my fathers and the people around me that I love. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified of that because uh, I have no understanding. I just don't get it. Like, why does this end? I don't understand. Right. Um, I think I used to. <laughs> right. Like when I was a teenager, like, I get it it's because it's God's plan and blah, blah, blah. And, and I had this, you know, but I, yeah, that's what I, but I, this, that's just not. Uh, there anymore so it's like mortality so the idea of like that that sort of like no it's okay you've li- living now and living full and steak and, <laughs> and steak and t- women steak women and podcasts attentions yep so <laughs> I sustain on attention all the time that's good so people are paying me attention <laughs> so but, I don't know I've, 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 I think that's it's something I I think I uh, I need to like continue well, to wrestle with like, well nurture adds that because you know both my parents went young you know mm. and uh you know so i'm like you know uh as long as and i'm kind of in that mindset like what if if that's what we do with my family we go young then like live it up uh. and not not in a do crack and insult people yeah. but, like 
still try. I, I still subscribe to the do the, the most good you possibly can. And the world. I had this friend one time because touched on the God's plan thing. Said uh, I was trying to explain that I was an atheist to him, and he's and he's super Christian. He's like, well, what's to stop you from just going around and killing people? Because there's no uh, you know retribution for it at the end. I'm like, is the only thing that stops you from going around killing people that you might go to hell? He goes, sometimes. And I'm like, wow, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, just put as much good out into the world as you can, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, try to so, try to leave it in a better place. Now. So, so your view of more hmm. mortality, like you've got a like a like a. You th- you think about this. You think all about the time, yeah. all the time, yeah, and so sure. like if if this is the limited time, I want to live in such a rich way. Of course, and that's a lot of that has come through therapy because I used to be like, like oh, no one's ever going to remember me, and I don't have kids, and I, you know, like my poetry book's not really that good. No one's ever going to read it. Uh, but now I'm just like, you know, I had a, I had a blast. Wow, you I had gotta, a lot of fun. Wow, I got I, to wear costumes. I got <laughs> to yell. At, I got to be in a boxing ring and fight. You know. <laughs> Who, who, I'm not going to ask you to do therapy, but how long have you been doing the therapy? Two years. Wow, okay. Two years in therapy, and it's, uh, it's I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, there's, a, there's a ton of therapy podcasts out there. and um, Really? Um, yeah. And uh, one, my, my uh, friend of mine does, and it's like, have you, have you tried therapy? And it's about how, like, it's not just for when you need it or you're rock bottom. Just, like, go, like... The, the therapist's job is just to give you the opposite. Like, no matter what I say, they're going to be the opposite. Like, like, oh, this person really dicked me over and I'm angry. Well, look at it from their point of view. Or like, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, like, I, I hate that I did this to someone. Like, well, you know, like, there's positives in that. And now you learned a lesson. Like, no matter what you say, it's just the opposite. Oh, oh that's interesting. That, that's all therapy is to me. Yeah. And then my therapist is like, uh, she, uh, the best exercise I did in therapy was she's like, I want you to sit for three minutes and not do anything or think of anything and just live in the moment. And it was literally impossible for me. Yeah. And like, my brain doesn't do that. Right. And she goes, you need to learn how to turn off. And I'm like, fuck you. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can't do that. Wow. That's, that's cool. I mean, like there's, you know, I, I didn't know this therapist, therapy podcast, but I use like a meditation app. Uh, is it Headspace? I don't use Headspace, but someone okay. just recommended Headspace. Yeah, what's well, like the popular one? Oh, okay. Uh, I use just like a timer. I mean, mm-hmm. there's guided ones on there as well. But Does it's... it have the visualization on it? You ever see those where it's like you I breathe with a circle going Oh, whoa. Jeez, I got to yeah. explore this. Um, but I remember one that I used for a while. It's just called Simply Being. Okay. And it was, there was like a, an, in, like I had read some books on meditation and stuff like that. But this one was basically the idea of like, Hey, just for 20 minutes or five minutes or whatever, just be nothing else. Don't do anything right. else. And, and it, it was really difficult. Like, oh, this is an exercise I need to learn, you know, like right, yeah. just to, just to be and like, to stop. that's to, mindful. That's what mindfulness, mindfulness is. is. Yeah. 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 And that's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. Especially like if you're a motivated person yeah. and you want to create and you want, you know, it's, you know, some people, uh, and sometimes I mean, are just happy. Like, I go to work, I go home, I have a beer, I go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, and those are probably some of the happiest people in the world. Yeah. But uh, for us, they're, like, constantly moving. I'm up at 3 a.m. trying to think of, like, new things to do and new things to explore. And that can fuck you up. You know what sometimes I do? Like, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I would say, like, a, a very talented at meditation. I don't know what the term mm-hmm. would be. But, um, but, but. Sometimes, like, I'm sitting there and I'm just doing the breathing exercises, and I do this thing where I'm like, okay, it's okay. Like, you know, you let the thoughts kind of float away. Like, oh, there's a nope. thought popping in your head. Don't chase it. Don't push it. It's just going to float away. Mm-hmm. And that, that works. And then sometimes I'm like, let me just sort of, what if I just sort of take off 
uh, some of the things that define me. Mm-hmm. Like it's just almost like I'm taking off a jacket and laying it beside me. I'm like my ambition. Like what if I just I didn't achieve anything? Damn. And just sort of take it off. It's like it's like okay, it's okay. I can put it back on later. Mm-hmm. Like or, or things I care about. Things I, I worry about, like that, where it starts with worry. Like I'm so worried about the the presidents. I'm like, let me just just for now, ten minutes. I'm right. just gonna put that beside me. Don't worry, it's not gonna go disappear. You mm-hmm. you can get back. And it's just kind of stripping down of all the things that I consider be part of me, but they're not part of me. They're just extra jackets I put on. Damn. And uh, it's a pretty interesting place to That's be. That's a good exercise. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna try that. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Right. I know you said you only had a limited amount of time, so we're at the end of it. Oh. But uh, I'm going to say this uh, for a movie podcast. We got fucking deep again. Oh, my God. Yes. Holy shit. Uh, but we did talk about Logan's Run. We did. T- a Midsummer. A Midsummer. Uh, some other horror. Yeah. Uh, so please, if you think Owen is uh, as amazing as I do, if you think he is uh, as grandiose and smart as I do, go listen to the horror podcast. Uh, it, it's, it's great. Oh, thanks. Go listen to it. I oh, like it. Thanks. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be live during Fantastic Fest as well <gasps> as this one. So uh, if you happen to live in Austin, which I'm sure a lot of the people here do because the network is owned by Dan Benjamin. It's Austin-based. Uh, both podcasts will be open to the public. So you can come down and watch us talk eloquently in person. Nice. And we look so good in person. We're both very attractive We men. really are. Really nice beards. And I'm going to dress up. Are you? For Fantastic Fest. What are you going to wear? A shirt. Unlike sweet. now, where we're sweet, yeah, yeah, we're just sitting here in our boxers, yes. just you know, fucking around, just drinking sweating coffee. up a storm, drinking coffee. All right, go listen to the horror, and then rate it and review it and say good things about Owen <laughs> and and Russell. Well, you don't, Fuck, not necessarily. I don't know Russell. Fuck yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him from Adam. Fuck him. All right, bye. And we're back. That, hey. was, my, that was my interview with Owen. I just that was did. existential AF. That was it. Got. It got real. We started talking about life and therapy and what happens when we all die. Man, people are sensitive. Yeah, we, we don't. We didn't really talk about movies all that much. Maybe a little bit. It's all but good. yeah, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you so much, Dan Richardson, for not only doing our theme song but for being the co-host. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Owen Edgerton, for being uh, an amazing guest as always. Thank you to everyone listening. Please review us on iTunes if you're so inclined. Or, you know, fucking do it anyway. Email us at 5x5film at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, or criticisms. Find us on Facebook at 5x5 at the movies. Thank you, Dan Benjamin, Hattie Cook, the entire 5x5 network. We'll see you next week with another 5x5 at the movies. Roll Roll credits. credits.